Welcome to PHCP Pro's Behind the Wall podcast. I'm Ellen Rohr, plumber's wife, industry icon, and COO of Zoom Drain Franchising Company. With this podcast, our intention is to have real, thought-provoking conversations with people from across the PHCP industry. Of course, we want to entertain and encourage. Mostly, we want to connect and allow our guests to be vulnerable, to explore insights gained and lessons learned. Let's go behind the wall. Erin, I'm so glad to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Ellen. Now, I have known you, or at least it seems like I've known you since you were like knee-high to a grasshopper because your dad would share pictures of you and your sister's opening presents like expansion tanks and thermocouples under the Christmas tree. So I feel like I feel like I've known you forever, but you are quite an accomplished professional in our industry these days. Maybe for those who are not familiar with you, you could give us a little background. Sure. And that was a great way to grow up, by the way. <laughs> um, my name is Erin Hollihan Haskell, and I'm president of HeatingHelp.com which is an online resource and discussion forum for the HVAC industry. And I'm also vice president of Women in Energy, an organization that provides career resources, as well as networking and mentoring opportunities for women in our industry. Well, and I'm excited to unpack all of that. And I want to start with you know, the backstory. So, you know, I want to I want you to touch on a few events in your life that that were pivotal, that caused you to be where you are today. As I look back, there were a few people who really saw me and there were a few events, some of them good and some of them bad, or at least that's what it seemed like at the time. It really changed the course of my destiny. Do you have a couple of, of events in your life that, that were seen, things seemed to shift for you? Yeah. So I, as you said, I was about eight years old when my parents decided to take the leap and build a business together. So in many ways, I grew up right alongside the company and being involved in heating help was just part of growing up in our household. And tagging along from that early age helped us to see and appreciate my parents' hard work and how they were accomplishing their dream for our family And it's more apparent looking back, but we also got a bit of a business education just from observing them and how they managed an office and grew the business. And I I had that entrepreneurial bug from the early age and knew I wanted to be part of Heating Help. But I also knew that I wanted to get some experience outside of the family business first and really make it on my own. So I left New York and I moved to the Baltimore, Washington area which is where I am today. And back then I studied writing, graphic and website design. I also held jobs in various industries before eventually starting my own design and marketing firm. And I took on heating help as one of my clients and used the skills that I'd acquired along the way to help take the business to the next level growing it to yearly traffic of over 2.8 million users. It's so interesting because my husband, Hot Rod, is really the target market, of course, for heating help. And it has been part of his life ever since it first started. I think the early iteration of it was called The Wall, right? The Wall's still there, but that's, that's what started at this chat room. Yes, it's still it's still called the wall and it's been around since 1997. 
and we still have all of the content. So it's really this great wealth of knowledge all in one spot. And I'd like to uh, brag on your parents, the the lovely Marianne, and of course Dan Hollihan, who's an icon in the in the heating industry. But I I got to know him because Hot Rod was reading his articles in the trade magazines, and Hot Rod at the time didn't type very well. Now it's interesting how when you get motivated, you get better because now he two finger pecks like the best of them, and he's quite capable. But then he asked me to write to Dan. And so I started as this like kind of Cyrano de Bergerac uh, communication. <laughs> I was really the one doing the writing and Hot Rod was, was feeding me the information. But that's how I got to know Dan. And Dan is the one who encouraged me to start writing in the magazines. He said, you can do this. And I'm like, oh, no, what is anybody really? I gave myself all these discounting reasons why not to do it. But he was the one who... Um, started my career as a writer in the trades and on upon that so many other things happened so we are, i have a pivotal moment that includes the, the hollahan family no doubt about it and i'm so glad you started writing ellen it's it's been wonderful learning from you uh, you know i've gotten some good advice over the years from dan from jim olstinski from steve smith from you know all the great editors i've worked with and uh noun verb i try not to forget noun verb <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can help. So, you know, that, that was a long shadow, you know, as you are, are transitioning into the family business, you have three sisters and you have Missy kind of a bonus sister. That's technically Missy is your aunt. Yeah, she's my, she's my aunt and she basically grew up with us. She's my mom's sister and she has down syndrome. So she was just another one in the mix. And it was, it was a great way to grow up. A lot of girls. Yes. Yes. Now, did you um, have any family dynamics about the business? Uh, How was the transition from Dan and Marianne to Aaron? Like, what was that like for you and for the rest of your, your family? Well, my sisters really, they were pursuing their own career paths. And I was working with my parents very closely at this time. And when they were nearing retirement, they asked me if I'd like to buy the business from them. And I was just really thrilled and honored to have the opportunity to be that next generation. And uh, we did all of the formal paperwork and streamlined our operations over the course of a year. And I officially took over in 2016. But since I'd been part of the business behind the scenes for so long, the transition was really very natural. And now you're in a family business because your husband works for you too. Is that kooky? Is it crazy? Is it awesome? Let's hear about how you make that work. Well, that depends, Ellen. Do you think he's listening right now? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Well, my husband, um, Andrew's skill set really complements mine and he brings a lot of experience to the table. So I probably would have hired him anyway. Um, but he worked in the, uh, in finance for the Discovery Channel for over a decade. So he handles the finance side of the business while I focus on the fun stuff like building our community and adding resources to the site. And um, we've been together for 18 years, so we know one another very well. And there are no surprises in terms of our personality types. I mean, I'm very type A. He's more laid back. But that really, that gives us balance. And I've found that we are as strong a team in business as we are in marriage. And I think one of the reasons for this is that we communicate really well. 
And we do our very best to separate work life and home life. And we had a great model for this. And my parents who worked together for decades. Maybe get practical right there, because I know there's so many family businesses and and a few may be listening. What are some tactical tips that allow you to maintain a healthy relationship? Because I know like I, when Hunter and I worked together, it was very difficult and we didn't make it easy on each other. You know, I would say things or do things to him that I wouldn't do to someone I didn't love and wasn't married to. And I found that very destructive. Now I got better. I've gotten better. Um, However, I think that for many people, the challenge of a family business can be overwhelming. So what practical ideas or tips could you give someone who's working with a family member? Oh, I agree, Alan. I think you you almost have to formalize the business relationship. And it feels funny at first, but Andrew and I, we sit down and we have business meetings. And I think it helps us stay on track. I mean, as opposed to when we're taking Bridget to the park, we don't want to be talking about business when we're doing that. So we we just try to be very conscious about business time versus family time. And I know I know that's a tricky thing, but we also we we know each other's buttons and we we just don't we don't push them because we we have that level of respect. Oh, you are so lovely. I mean, I, the word lovely always comes up when I think oh, of you. Oh, thank you, Ellen. Yeah, you're just a kind, nice person. And I really, like, you make me feel more relaxed and more calm just having you on the call today. I love your energy. Oh, what that's really that? sweet of you. Thank you. Well, you're you're awesome. And I know my family thinks the world of you, too, because you've worked with Hot Rod and with Max. And uh, that makes me very happy. Tell me about, um, tell me about being a mom and, uh, I know you have a daughter, Bridget. What, how has that changed you? What, what did that add? I know it's, it's a complicated Mm -hmm. question, but maybe what did that add to your life? And maybe what did it specifically add to you as a professional woman? So yeah, Andrew and I have a seven-year-old daughter named Bridget, and I just absolutely love being a mom. Um, When she was born, it was an emergency situation for both of us, and she was premature, and it was just very scary and serious. And I'm just so thankful that both of us made it through that situation okay. So that experience really taught me that life can be extremely fragile and that time together is a gift. So um, we've just been cherishing that time. And um, one of the things that we've done lately has been really fun is we started a jar of awesome tradition last year. Have you heard of this? No. Tell me about a jar of awesome. So I learned of it through one of these parenting groups. But throughout the year, if something awesome happens, you write it down on a little piece of paper, you fold it up and you put it in the jar. And then on New Year's Eve, we open the jar as a family and look back on all of the big and small great things that happened throughout the year. And this year, I know it's been especially challenging, but our jar is starting to fill up with notes about little silver linings that we've found along the way. And I'm really glad that we started this because it's helped us stay positive and really focus on what we're thankful for. Last night, Bridget called me into the living room and there was a big sheet of bubble wrap spread out on the rug. And I was in the middle of something. I was like, oh, wait a minute. But then she asked me to come and walk on it with her. And she insisted that I take my shoes off for the full experience. (laughs) And we just laughed and laughed. And there there was another jar of awesome moment right there. Um, 
because we just stepped away from the normal day to day. And she got me to be silly and fun. And kids are such creative thinkers. But I think reality tends to stifle that creativity as we age. And um, I really feel like a dose of that imagination can help um, you in business too. I once heard of a contractor who sent birthday cards to every boiler he installed. The message inside would say, oh, happy birthday, boiler. I've had a, I hope you've had a great year keeping the Smith family warm and cozy. I'd love to stop by and see you for your annual maintenance check. And the homeowners would get a good laugh out of this and call up and schedule those appointments. So yeah, just a little imagination goes a long way. Well, now you're you're reminding me of how powerful words are. And, and, you know, again, going to the family tradition of being able to write and create great copy to slow down enough to use descriptive words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and based on our personalities, like you and I were talking earlier, I'm an extrovert. You defined yourself or, or imagine yourself as an as an introvert. And people are just different. And mm-hmm. when we take a minute and embrace that the way we are may not necessarily be the way someone else is. That can also help with our creativity. You know, if you're a really matter of fact person, it's going to take a someone at your company who is a little more creative and a little more outside the, the lines to say, we can send a birthday card. And together, you're going to have a better way to message your company and to reach the fullness of your, your target market. And writing is such an incredible skill to have. Do you like to write for fun or is writing a a connected? Like, I don't like to cook. I was a cook for many, many jobs in my life. But I don't really enjoy cooking. I like the knives and, you know, sort of things. But do you like to write for the pleasure of writing or are you, do you see it as a a functional skill? Oh, I love to write for fun, but I haven't. I haven't really had a chance to do it much lately just because I've, I've been so busy with work and being a mom. But Bridget is is an amazing artist and writer. So it's been fun to see that developing in her too. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So do you then compartmentalize your day? Do you use a calendar, like just functionally, practically? How do you try and find some balance? Maybe even add that now is your daughter going back to school? Do we have uh, some leftover homeschool situation to deal with. How do you yes, get it all she, done? She's starting school on Monday. Um, that's just a couple of days away. And um, I've been working from home for a really long time. And I, I think just the key to that is having a separate office space if you can. Really structured routine and a lot of discipline to not get distracted. And I know many parents are struggling with balance right now during the pandemic, and this is easier said than done, but mm-hmm. it really, it takes teamwork and patience and a, a lot of deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you get so smart? I know uh, you probably have had some mentors in your life. Tell me about one or two of the people who've had a big in- influence on you. I've I've been so fortunate to have really wonderful mentors. And as we touched upon, my parents, Dan and Mary Ann Hollihan, have taught me just so much about life and business. Um, my sisters are my motherhood mentors. They're wonderful. And I've also learned a lot from my friends, Judy Garber and Marjorie Feynman, as we work together on women in energy programs. Yeah, now, Judy Garber, 
Tell me about her. She worked with the, I want to say, National Association of Oil Heat Service Managers, Nation. Is that right? Yes. And does it have a new name? Well, they they they're still OESP. Okay. And they've they've formed they're part of the Eastern Energy Expo. Okay. And that, like, what an unusual place for a woman to find herself. And she's been uh, significant in this industry for a long, long time. What did she tell you about being a woman in the industry? Well, we, it's, it's interesting because we, it's just been so much fun working with her on these programs and to hear about the challenges that she faced when she was coming up in the industry. It's, it's very neat to see this empowered next generation of women and, um, just the opportunities and, and how things have changed along the way. Do you feel honor bound to be a mentor? Is that a, a motivation with women in the industry or sorry, women in energy? I, I mean, I, I love it. I love, I love that we've formed it and um, we, we founded it because we just saw a need for more networking, mentoring and professional development opportunities, particularly for women. And we also use this platform to encourage young people to enter the industry by highlighting the various career paths that are available. And recently, we've been running weekly Zoom networking calls so our members can continue to meet new people and build those relationships. But we had a virtual conference back in June, and one of our attendees responded to the panel discussion on work-life balance during the pandemic. And she said, Thank you so much. I really needed this right now. And I just smiled and thought, this is exactly why we're doing what we're doing, just to help people and give them the resources that they need to grow in their career. Well, that was my next question. I, you know, I call it a mission statement. I love Simon Sinek and his, his terrific book and even better TED Talk called Start With Why. What is your why? Expand on that a little bit. Why do you do what you do? Well, my mission is to strengthen our industry through both education and community. And I love what we've built at Heating Help because it connects people to knowledge that helps them be more successful on the job. And it also connects them with one another. And when we people sign up for the forum, they're asked to, to take what they need and leave what they can. And I'm also very committed to sharing the stories behind the work and honoring the fascinating history of our industry. My dad and I are collaborating on a weekly podcast where he shares all of these stories. And as you know, he's a masterful storyteller. So we're really excited to launch this podcast this fall. So this is something really new and exciting that we're doing. So stay tuned. Erin, what is a good day for you? You know, a lot goes on and, you know, the bubble wrap story is absolutely perfect when you find the serendipitous moment to connect with your kid. What is it? What else do you look for when it's the end of the day and you say that was a good one? That was a really good day. I I was thinking about this and a a year ago, this it was last week, we had an event called Wetstock where we brought our online community offline for a day. And we all gathered at the General Society of Mechanics and Tradesmen, which was founded in 1785 and supports New York City's oldest technical school and second oldest library. And it was just a really fun day of learning from and connecting with friends in such a beautifully historic building. 
And I'm just really glad that we had the chance to do that pre-pandemic and to bring everyone together in person. So that, that in a nutshell, was it was just a, a perfect day. What's really resonating with me about this conversation is that line you said, or the, the mission maybe for the PDHealth.com, to take what you need and leave what you can. That really sums up what you just said. Mm-hmm. to come together in community and share your stories and then pick up something from someone else. That's really such an important part of the heating help community and what you're living every day. I love this. I love talking to you. Oh, All right, guys. Well, thank you, I'm Ellen. I'm going to ask you about a mistake you made. You know, I think some people see uh, success, other successful people in the industry and think I can't aspire to that. And, you know, the imposter syndrome is real. I've throughout my life said yes to things that I thought there was no way, no how I was going to be able to do. And as soon as they find me out, they're going to send me packing. I I definitely know what it means to be ill-equipped for, uh, for life. However, I've also known that sometimes by saying yes or by making a mistake, it turns out to be the best thing. What's a mistake you made? Something that maybe turned out great? Sure. We call those moments life's tuition. Life's tuition. But so sometimes I think you can get caught up in the daily activities of running a business and you don't take the time to step back and consider the larger picture. Uh, When we began Heating Help in 1997, the books in the store were all arranged based on the author's names. And this made sense when we first built the site and had a smaller inventory, but it didn't make sense anymore. Um, So when we redesigned the site, our new developers asked us why we were doing this. And then we really had like a palm to the forehead moment. This was right in front of us. Why had we been doing it that way? Um, Because that's the way we'd always done it. So during the redesign, we rearranged the books according to subject and saw an increase in sales under this new system. Makes sense, right? So the mistake here was getting just too ingrained in the day-to-day and not stepping back to consider the the larger picture. And I think it also helps to get an outside perspective from time to time. Isn't that isn't that the truth? You know, sometimes when um, uh, somebody went on a ride-along the other day and they came back on a ride-along with one of the techs and it was one of our team members and they came back and he says, what is jetting? And we thought, has no one ever explained to him what that is? If he doesn't know, the customer doesn't know. And we're having these conversations about jetting, which is a technique of power washing the inside of your drain lines. How many people have we confused (laughs) by assuming that they would know what that is? And it took someone from out, you know, outside the industry, a new hire on the team to kind of remind us, uh, well, that's not really something that I know about. So love that. Hey, we're we're down to the wire, and I want to end with uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Proust or Proust? I forget every time the questionnaire mm-hmm. by the famous philosopher. Are you going to help me out, or do you not know either? I think it's Proust. Okay, Proust. Okay, so one of one of his questions is, "What does happiness mean to you?" So I I just love gathering around a table with loved ones and sharing stories and laughs and and just being together and enjoying one of another's company. And I really miss it these days. But I think in many ways, this is what 
I'm doing with HeatingHelp.com, just hosting a gathering where people come together to share ideas and stories. And it's my job to provide the table and make it an interesting place to learn from one another. That is beautiful. And that is a perfect place to leave our conversation for today. And I hope we have many, many more. Thank you, Ellen. I appreciate it. You are lovely. And I've had goosebumps and moist eyes. And I just, I have loved, loved, loved this conversation. And I love, love, love you. So thank you for taking the time to meet with me and let us behind the wall. So thank you, Erin. Thank you, dear listener. Thanks, PHCP Pros. We're out.